0: This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at EnergeticCity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM.
1: Hey, welcome to Moose Talks, a brand new community affairs program we're going to do here on Moose FM. You can also stream it live on EnergeticCity.ca's Facebook page, the Moose FM Facebook page, and uh, the EnergeticCity.ca uh, youtube page as well lots of ways to get in on it in our inaugural episode we're going to be joined by bob zimmer the former two term mp For our riding. He is running for a third term for the Federal Conservative Party. Uh, We'll be talking to him first and then we'll be joined by the Liberal candidate who is also running in this federal election in our riding. Her name is Mavis Erickson. Uh, She is representing the Liberal Party. Uh, Should be a good show. Uh, If you missed it, we're going to put up a Facebook question every week asking you about uh, something that's going on in current affairs. We asked you this week if you have voted, or rather if you have Decided who you're voting for and why or why not. You can go to the Moose FM and energeticcity.ca Facebook pages to get your opinion in on that, should you like. All right, we're going to be talking to Bob Zimmer up first in just a few minutes, right after this on Moose Talks on
0: Moose FM. watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca.
1: Welcome back to Moose Talks. Uh, As I said beforehand, we are going to be joined now by Bob Zimmer, the two-term MP and candidate for the Conservative Party right here in our riding. Bob, how are you doing?
2: Pretty good. How are you? Can you hear me fine?
1: Oh, yes, we can definitely hear you. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your schedule to do this for us. No problem. All right, Bob. Well, obviously the energy industry is a huge driver of the economy in the Peace Region and you know elsewhere throughout Western Canada and really the country at large. And we know that you and the party are pro pipeline. But what else will the Conservative Party do and you uh, in terms of keeping the energy industry moving in the Peace and and Western Canada?
2: Yeah, I think it's a continuation of what we did in 2011 to 2015. Uh, we need robust environmental. Uh, you know, checks on projects, but we also need to make sure that we have timely approvals. So, uh, you know, we have already, you know, said what we were going to do about the, the corridor that goes from coast to coast that we're proposing that we really, really want to be energy independent as a country by 2030. And that means using, uh, British Columbia and Alberta oil in, in the east instead of Venezuelan or Saudi Arabian oil. So it's just more of that mindset. We need to get it done. Um and look forward to, to seeing that happen. LNG is a good story for us, uh, environmentally and as a, as a resource to develop. The benefits our riding up here. Uh, we hope to get Fort Nelson gas coming down into the system as well to help, uh, that region of the country, uh, to be participants in that economy. And just to continue with that mindset, we understand, you know, we understand, uh, concerns about the environment, but we also understand we need to balance that with, uh, With also having an economy, so people have roofs over their heads and foods on their tables. We think we can do both. We can, we have a great environmental story to provide natural gas to China to reduce their emissions. And again, we, we think we're a standalone as a party that believes that we can do both.
1: I see. All right. Uh, now, uh, moving to the lumber industry now, we've heard repeatedly this summer uh, about lumber mills closing in B.C. and in the northeast uh, quarter of the province here. Uh, I mean, the B.C. government did announce that they're going to spend some money to help workers who've lost their jobs financially, uh, maybe get some retraining and employment programs. Uh, how would a federal conservative government in Ottawa help the ailing lumber industry in B.C.?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing that we would have done, unfortunately, that we didn't get a crack at was get the Softwood Lumber Agreement signed. Uh, the first hundred days of uh, the Justin Trudeau government, uh, there was a promise made by not just him but by the U.S. President that they would get this deal done. Uh, we saw Obama come to Ottawa, too much fanfare, and heard him speak myself in the House uh, with the expectation that the agreement would be signed that afternoon and nothing happened. and. You know, there's a lot of other factors that have been mentioned about the reason for the mills going south, but that was really the start of it all, the downward spiral. Uh, tariffs got applied. Um, uh, you know, it's okay when you're getting 600 per 1,000 uh, for board feet and uh, the stumpage is half of what it is today. But a year later, where we have uh, prices of wood going uh, from 600 to 300, the uh, uh, stumpage was doubled. And then they're still having to, uh, tariff supply to that particular lumber. Uh, the, you know, the lumber producers, they saw this coming too, and they just decided, look, it's going to be, we have a, a president that wants to uh, do business with us a bit more readily than the, the prime minister in Canada, so they moved. And we need to do all our best to make sure those industries stay here. I think if we have the right policies in place and get that solid lumber agreement, they will come back. Uh, but, uh, We're going to be doing our best to get that agreement signed.
1: Okay. Uh you've touched on the environment already Bob. Um I mean uh, there have been climate strikes kind of across the nation and across the world. Uh it seems to be a big theme of this election is what is every cli- uh party going to do about the climate. Uh you think you guys are pretty uh, well on the record that you're going to get rid of the carbon tax that Justin Trudeau is uh, yeah. and the Liberals have imposed on a few of the provinces around here. Uh I mean what will you do perhaps instead of a carbon tax that will uh satisfy uh people who are concerned about the environment but who also still want to see economic yeah. growth
2: well i think it's you know i think i would, what we hope the public sees is that there's a lot of hot air with this current prime minister who talks one thing and does another you know here we just saw yesterday where it was announced that he's got two campaign planes flying around the country mm-hmm. uh where we have one you know it's that whole you know, practice what you preach. And then we just saw this morning that he actually took an airplane from one Montreal airport to the other, uh, to avoid the traffic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So here we have an individual that, that he, he says one thing and does something completely different. Uh, we as a government, uh, want to practice what we preach. And so instead of, uh, you know, we, we actually, uh, support the Paris climate, the, the targets that, uh, we had, we had agreed to them even in 2011 under Stephen Harper. Uh we're still aspiring to that and working towards that uh, and absolutely are doing that. Uh, I think we can do that the best by having a global picture as opposed to just a uh, Canadian view, though. I think uh, it was mentioned uh, before that if Canada was to stop all production of all natural resources today, China would gobble that up within 21 days. So the influence that we have, our LNG, the positive that that would provide to emissions in China, for instance, by potentially halving their emissions with some of the old coal- coal-fired plants, all would be lost. The technological advances that Canada, Canada and Canadians are making would all be lost. And I think we can we, we can have a better world with more Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, one example is a local producer and uh, MCI Solutions who has made something that's good for the environment, had a solar-operated valve. Due to some research and innovation, builds it in Fort St. John, and just a great story. And I think there's a bunch of those MCI solutions around that we need to to, to show the world that we can make the place a better place in reality, not just talk.
1: Okay. All right, Bob, uh, I'm going to switch to social issues for just a minute, if I could. Um Yesterday, the leader of the Conservative Party, Andrew Scheer, uh came out and said he is pro-life. However, he and the party are not going to reopen that debate, uh, at least from a legislative standpoint, uh, in the House of Commons, should you guys form government. Uh, how yeah. do you placate people who... um are concerned at uh, the number of people in the party who are pro-life or have made pro-life statements yeah. who maybe would want to see uh, Andrew Shear and the government tackle this issue, despite the fact he has said he won't be.
2: Yeah. I think it goes back I'm pro-life, too. Uh, I think what we've said in the past, just what Prime Minister Harper has said in the past, is that we think you know hearts and minds need to change about the issue, and, and we agreed to not reopen the debate. Uh, so we, you know, it's, it's an issue that it's near and dear to a lot of our constituents. And, uh, we've made a commitment to that effect that, look, it's not on the table. Um, and, and it's just that clear. And the record is, is 2011 to 2015. Uh, the prime minister, prime minister then made a promise and, uh, fulfilled it. So, um, I think if people just look at that, they realize that, uh, you know, it's the other is trying to throw, mud and hopefully it'll stick but the reality is 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 uh we've proven that 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 issue for us uh uh we've made a commitment to not reopening that debate and that's what we'll do
1: Mm-hmm. and do you uh i mean how do, then on the opposite side how do you uh reconcile and reach out to the people who maybe do vote conservative and people in your party who are pro-life who would like yeah. to perhaps see that come up as a debate in the house of commons and maybe have a law changed or amended yeah.
2: yeah and i i empathize with them as well you know and and i have those friends that are that live in the routing that uh i know them well and, and there's a, a group that's been been advocates for for pro life for many years, uh, but again, the commitment that we've made that we wouldn't reopen that debate, um, and that's they understand that and and uh, and see see why we are doing that. So uh, for us, it's it's not an issue. And uh, again, I think it's more other parties trying to bring up something that really isn't an issue to make it one. And. You know, it's, it's again, it's kind of interesting to watch, especially from one particular party, the governing party that talks about a sunny ways approach, that they're going to do things differently. Uh, they're they're the ones to throw the most mud. It's kind of ironic. Uh, to have but again, it's a party that says one thing and does another.
1: OK, Bob. And uh, if I've got this right, you were first elected in 2011. So you've been an MP for just about eight years now. Is that correct? Yeah, just
2: a little over. We got elected in May, yeah, twenty eleven. That's, that's so right, a little over. Uh,
1: so, yep. I mean, you're seeking your third term. Uh, you're a seasoned veteran as far as uh, MPs go now, and add to your job as a member of Parliament. What do you think you, uh, upon maybe some reflection, what do you think you would do would want to do better as a member of Parliament for the Peace Region uh, in Parliament itself? Uh, should you win a third term here, what what, what would you like to improve yeah. upon?
2: I think even what I've been doing the last four years, I mean, I've always worked hard. You know, it's just part of the ethic that my parents taught me is, and just an understanding outwork the next person, you know, and I think it's just bringing that attitude. Uh, Ottawa is a place it doesn't, in some ways, it doesn't make you do a lot of things. It's up to you what you want to make of your particular member of parliament role. So, uh, I always said, uh, and I've used this analogy, you can be an MP and a really great golfer. Or he can be an MP, one of those MPs that has no time to golf. (laughs) And I'm the latter. I I golf very rarely. Uh, It's because we're so busy. I chair a lot of different groups in Ottawa. Uh, Ethics Committee is the one that's most recognizable, the Access to Information, Privacy, and Ethics Committee. And then I also co-chair the Parliamentary Outdoor Caucus, which deals with hunting and angling, and and chair the BC Yukon Caucus. and So I keep very busy. But your question was... Uh, how can we do a great job? And, and I think it's being present there, being there for the little things, so-called, mm-hmm. uh, for constituents. You know, I just had a constituent that had a major issue, uh, in another country and, uh, messaged me on Facebook and we get right to work to help them out in their situation. And I think it's just meeting people where they're at with their so-called small issues, big to them, but also dealing with those national issues as well and, and trying to balance that and, and also still be a dad and a husband and all the rest of that too so it's a it's a balancing act but i think we're doing a pretty good job of that so far
1: all right bob we're gonna have to leave it there for today thank you so much for joining us
2: yeah thanks for the time and uh make sure everybody gets out to vote for the for the 2019 election either in the, in the advanced polls or october 21st itself so appreciate your participation
1: Absolutely. Bob's definitely right there. Okay, thanks so much, Bob. All right, again, Bob. uh, Bob's running for the Conservative Party in the upcoming federal election. He's a two-term MP uh, seeking his third term. All right, we're going to be joined by Mavis Erickson, who's running for the Liberal Party in our riding. Up next on Moose Talks.
3: Did you know that anyone over the age of 55 is eligible to participate in the
0: our community first this is moose talks with dub craig on moose fm all
1: right welcome back to moose talks you're we just uh getting our second guest lined up here today I've got Mavis Erickson I hope I you said your name right you're running for the Liberal Party of Canada here in the uh, Peace region and the Prince George Peace Northern Rockies riding how's it going today Mavis
3: oh it's going good
1: that's good i said i'm saying mavis right correct <laughs>
3: That, yep, that's correct.
1: Excellent. All right, Mavis, well, uh, <clears throat> you're not really that well known to us up here in the piece yet, as, as far as I know. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Why did you decide to run for election for the Liberal Party?
3: Well, I really appreciate all the things that the Liberals have done in the last four years. Mm-hmm. My background is uh, as a lawyer. I've worked in Prince George. I have a Bachelor of Arts degree in History and a Bachelor of Laws degree both from UBC, and I have a third degree in in law as well, a Master Mm -hmm. of Laws from Harvard Law School. And I have worked in in a garden variety of jobs, including being the Tribal Chief of the Carrier Secondary Tribal Council from 1997 to 2003. I've worked as an advocate for missing and murdered women both in my in my spare time and also as a Highway of Tears coordinator for the Carrier Seconding Family Services. And I've also been in a film called The Missing, well, the Highway of Tears. But mm-hmm. It was produced by a local here in Prince George, Matt Smiley. He lives in Los Angeles. So he produced a film with regard to missing murdered women as well. I see. Okay. So. That's a bit about my background. I'm a member of the Frog Clan. I am a dacass woman. Mm-hmm. And I have Eight siblings, and I have four children.
1: Okay. <laughs> you come from a big family then, hey? Yes. All right. Uh, I mean, so you're very well credentialed. You've done a lot of things. What is it you think that you bring because of those things uh, to being a member of parliament? What, what, what makes you worth voting for as opposed to a, a different candidate?
3: Well, I think that I have have a good background to do the job
1: mm-hmm.
3: and a very good understanding of the law. I think I also have a loud, good, loud voice for the north. I think that we have a lot of wealth. We Mm -hmm. sit on a huge, vast, rich resource, resources, and we don't benefit in the north. We have no public transportation in the north, for Mm -hmm. instance. We don't even have a Greyhound bus service anymore, and we need to link our communities. All the northern communities don't have a link. You can't hop on a bus to go to... Fort St. John, you can't hop on a bus to go to Dawson Creek from Prince George. It's crazy. And the Lower Mainland, you know, we hear about them. They have public transport transport everywhere. They have trains, boats, planes, the whole works. And every time public transit is discussed, it's about in the bigger cities. And yet here in the north, we have nothing. Mm -hmm. And so people are hitchhiking around, for instance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it certainly would be a safer way to travel, which uh, I believe has come up as, you know, maybe one of the many reasons that, uh, you know, there's perhaps so many missing and murdered Indigenous women along the Highway of Tears. Does that mean, then, as a MP, uh, MP you would be advocating for getting federal dollars to perhaps uh, improve, and, well, and I guess implement in in principle uh, a, a bus service that would service the peace and the northern kind of Rockies area from Prince George?
3: Sure. Some, some kind of public transport, like mm-hmm. if you think about Mexico, for instance, the the, you know that's a huge country and a lot of rural areas. Well, they have local buses, they bring their chickens, their goats on the bus, and you know you could get around in in mexico, remote Mexico, yeah, because of public transit. and I just think that we need to start asking for more we're, all the resources are going out of the north, and we're not we're not seeing the benefits as northerners,
1: mhm, okay. I want to switch to uh, this topic for a moment here. Um, I'm sure you know this. Uh, There is a distinct flavor of uh, uh, dislike for the prime minister and the liberal party in the north that kind of just seems to happen all the time. Uh, You guys get blamed for a lot of things that maybe aren't. Uh, you're like the party's fault and aren't even the Prime Minister's fault but it's just like a, it's almost like a part of the culture up here in a way uh, what do you and the Liberal Party do to reach voters who overwhelmingly in past elections have voted for the Conservative Party
3: well just just the routine things like going door to door, putting up signs, mm-hmm. phoning and attending local debates and hopefully changing people's minds about voting for the liberals mm-hmm. instead of the conservatives, because we need a northern voice. We really need a loud and clear northern voice.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I asked this same uh question of Bob Zimmer. This has affected uh, uh, people in Prince George in the piece as well. There's been lumber mill closures all over BC uh, this summer. There's been curtailments. People are losing their jobs. How would a liberal government in Ottawa help the ailing uh, lumber industry in northern and northeast BC?
3: Well, right now there's the the, first of all, Mm -hmm. forestry comes under provincial jurisdiction. Yeah. And so obviously we would work with the prov- provincial government, with whatever plan they're working on, as well as the federal government has an extended EI program where you could get two, a two-year extension to your EI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some various things like that, but basically the the province also has to diversify, mm-hmm. you know, and start getting education for different um different fields yeah so it's a really difficult problem Mm -hmm. and also the fires on top of you know the closures
1: yeah which have which have devastated much of the province over the past 3 years so would you then as an mp even though as you said it is technically provincial jurisdiction forestry falls under then try as you say to work with the provincial government to advocate with the provincial government to say hey you guys you got to help us out with this maybe even more than you already are
3: yes uh, besides planting 2 billion trees right yeah
1: <laughs> like you would like you would like to see that more trees planted
3: well, the that, that Prime Minister has promised that there would be $2 billion. Uh, tr- that's
1: right, he did. <laughs> it promise, slipped my mind so. for a moment. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, Mavis, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and I wish you very good luck in the upcoming election.
3: Yes, I, and I just urge all your listeners out there to vote liberal and get a woman's voice for the North out into, the, into Ottawa, and I will be the, their voice in Parliament in Ottawa.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Mavis. Vote liberal. All right. Uh, Once again, that was uh, Mavis Erickson, uh, the uh, Liberal candidate uh, for the uh, uh, CETA and the uh, riding in the upcoming federal election. Well, that does it for this uh, first episode of Moose Talks. Hope you enjoyed it. I did want to remind you, though, that uh, these candidates and others will be all at the All Candidates Forum in Fort Saint John uh, this coming Thursday, October tenth, at the Lido Theatre. Doors open at six thirty for a meet and greet, and the forum itself starts at seven thirty. should wrap up around nine o'clock. Candidates will be asked to answer questions from Fort St. John and North Peace residents. Uh, you can contact us here at Moose FM or energeticcity.ca uh, or the Lido directly with your questions. Just make sure you include your full name, location, and who you wish to address your question to. A selection of these questions will be put to the candidates at the forum. You can also watch the forum live over on energeticcity.ca on the Facebook page as well. Forum is sponsored by the BC Northern Real Estate Board and the Lido Theatre in support from the Fort St. John District and District, pardon me, Chamber of Commerce. We'll be back next Friday at this time. Please join us. Uh, Moose Talks is produced by Tracy Teves with studio production by Serena Desher. Executive producer is Adam Rayburn. And I'm Dub Craig. Keep being awesome.
0: Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace.